0: This is the Lombardi Line
3: with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSN. Okay, Lombardi Line here on VSN, the Sports Betting Network, We're presented by BetMGM. I'm Patrick Maher, live from the VSN studios here at the South Point. Michael Lombardi there in Jersey. Just a couple of notes. Uh, Wes also yeah. liked the uh, Duke big, the seven-footer anchor of that defense to go under nine and a half boards. And then Eric Dixon, of course, Nova over eight and a half points. He averages around 10 on the year. Can I bring up the Villanova-Kansas game? Sure, you game.
4: bring up anything. It's your show. <laughs> we we got to talk about it. I the mean, reason
3: I'm bringing it up is just because we're, we're going to extensively go over the final four tomorrow, of course, Lombardi line sure. every Saturday and Sunday. But I just wanted to mention, look, it's four, four and a half right now with Kansas laying it. When, when we talk about the depth of Villanova being an issue, remember, they only went six deep with Justin Moore. Gillespie, Moore, Samuels, Daniels, Dixon, Slater. We know the names. And I love Caleb Daniels coming off the bench as their sixth man. He now jumps up. He's going to start. So what does that mean? Remember, Longino also, before the tournament started, he was one of their reserves that was actually used. He was injured before the tournament, so they missed him. So it really comes down to two players, and that's Brian Antoine, who was a big-time recruit coming out, um, and Archie Diacono who is, you know, Chris, the, br- the brother of, but combined those two combined for 19 minutes uh, and, tw- and they shot 25% from the field for the year. So when we talk about the depth of Villanova being an issue, it's literal. They have five guys and the two that I just mentioned, that's it without Justin Moore.
4: Yeah. And I mean, that's what he's chosen to do. And I mean, it's worked for him and I think. Besides the, the – the, everybody's focused on the depth question, right? And that's certainly important for Villanova. And the coach is outstanding. He'll do a tremendous job. For me, I think if you're going to watch this, if Villanova is able to beat Kansas, then they've got to find a way to get their best player, the Big East player of the year, somebody that has been very good for them two years in a row now, they've got to find a way to get a shot off. Played 36 minutes against Houston at six points. Four of them came from the free throw line. Against Michigan, it was a hard game for him against Michigan. Made no three-pointers, had 12 points, four of 10. And made no shot inside the two-point line, was four of 10 from the three-point line. Now, against Ohio State, he was good. He was eight for eight from the line, but he was two for nine from three-point. I mean, over the last three games in the tournament against high level of competition, Gillespie is six for 23 in three-point shooting. Mm-hmm. Six for 23. He's 12 for 12 from the line. To me, he's the game. He is the game. Because he's going to need to make up for more score. Everybody's going to have to contribute four more points somewhere to make up for more. He's got to be the guy. And if you got to make up for more and him, how do they win?
3: Yeah. Gillespie has to step up, and the question is, you know, we talked about the injury. I think he's, I, I, I don't think he's getting the same. I, he doesn't look like he's moving the same. He
4: doesn't look to me like the same. He doesn't have the same spring. I mean, it doesn't look like he has the same juice in his lower body. I just don't see it, you know, and, and I see him wearing that. Ba- I mean, look, I know he's coming off the injury. I, I've seen him bump it. Now, he's had a lot of rest. I think it's going to be important. they got to get him going. I mean, they've got to get him to play at a level that, that is rises above. When they play. Connecticut back back in March the 11th. You know, he had five points in the Connecticut game. Five. You, you know, know they, and it so, is, yeah. I mean, mean, St. John's, he played 25 minutes. He had zero points. I mean, for a guy that won the Big East Player of the Year, Patrick, he's had moments where he hasn't played well.
3: It's wild with Nova. So they've won nine straight. They beat Houston as a three-point dog, 50-44, to 44, not even shooting 30%. Uh, great defense, and I hate to harp on it, but Moore is a great defender, so they 're going to miss that yep. from him as well. Um, the issue is, and I again McCormick and Abaji and you 've been all over Abaji not playing well in the tournament. He did break out a little bit in the elite eight, along with McCormick. The difference with Nova in Kansas is just the depth I mean you go Brown and McCormick and, and Martin and Harris jr and Lightfoot i mean they just they come at you in waves,
4: yeah, and like Laranega from Miami said. You know, we got to run faster. Well, the problem with running faster is you have to be in elite condition because they're going to keep running. Now, I think Villanova's in elite condition. I don't think they're not. But I think the wear and tear the last 10 minutes of that game can certainly be the deciding factor because you're tired. You're exhausted. You're only playing – you're going to play five or six. I mean, I would suspect that Wright's going to try to substitute early in the first half, not let the game get away from him, trying to keep his guys fresh down the stretch – I think it's going to be hard to do
3: the under the last nine on a neutral for Villanova. The unders eight and one. I mean, if you're shooting yeah. less than 30% from the field, you're going to be, it's going to be an under, but again, they, they've got against... the
4: under's got to come into play. I mean, it's got to, right. They've got it. This has got to be an under game for him.
3: If Villanova wins, it's going to stay under the one thirty three. That's right. yes.
4: It, it, it's gotta be. I mean, and, but if, if a Baji shoots, well, you know, if Abaji can shoot well, now the last two games, he's two for six from the three-point line. You know, in the last four games, he's four for 14. I mean, he has not shot well at all since the Texas Southern game in the tournament. He hasn't shot well at all, you know, and he's been able to manufacture some points. He's gotten most of his work done inside as he runs the court. That's been what his strength is. He has not been able to make that outside shot, except for against Miami in the second half when he was two for two.
3: Yep. You're 100% right. I am a little surprised. I see a couple books coming down to four now, mostly everywhere as I look, and a couple books moving as I'm looking at the board right now. So I am a little surprised with the Villanova respect. I thought it was going to yeah. get up to five, uh, but we're coming back t- closer to that opener. Most books open three-and-a-half-ish with Kansas, and then we got to four-and-a-half immediately and now back down to four a little bit. A little respect coming well, the- Villanova's way.
4: The Villanova players know this. They know Creighton's team really well. They know Providence's team really well. So they've watched Creighton give Kansas all they could handle. Lost 79-72. I don't think that score was indicative of the game. I mean, Creighton had a chance to take the lead. They turned the ball over on a mishap, not because Kansas played great defense. And then the Providence, we saw their 17-point first, first half, which was a disaster. They're right in that game. I mean, it was Kansas coming back in the second in the last three, four minutes of that game that won the game. But I think if you're Villanova and you're Jay Wright, you're saying, look, we know how they play. We This is how they played. it. I think he wants the score to be in the 60s. I think he wants it to be a 66-64 game. I think that's what he has to make it. And then he feels like he has a chance. He cannot get into a track meet. And Miami tried to do it, and they were doing great in the first half, six-point lead. But once they couldn't start that second half and match them, Miami just folded.
3: Well, you said 60s. They scored just 50 on 29% shooting against Houston. And now they take on Kansas. And Kansas, because of the tempo, we don't think of them as a defensive team. But they've limited opponents to just right around 61 points per since the end of the regular season. So they have been defending. This is what Bill Self's team, I mean, again, he generally People clown on him for his postseason uh, record, but it, they do defend, and so I, I actually like these two. This, the the under the total open 132, it has jumped up to 133. But I think you mentioned, I think you said it perfectly. Nova, it has to be ugly. I mean, it has, yeah. it, it has to, and they have to slow him down. If if Kansas is running on him, it could be a truck. It could just be runaway.
4: Well, I think the unders in play too because if Gillespie doesn't score and they and you know they they don't have another score, where is Villanova getting all their points from? Where are they getting their uh, points from?
3: Samuel's, Dan- Daniels. I mean, they just don't. Yeah,
4: I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, so they, you got to feel like if if Gillespie's got to play an elite game for them to win, I think he's got to play I agree. much better but so does everybody else it's just not on him so does more so does you know daniels so does you know slater all these other guys dixon they all have to play better and if they do you know and they play the right pace. one thing we know about jay Wright, he's going to coach they've had four days to coach this team right he's going to play the pace he wants to play he watched the variations he saw what providence did he knows he can duplicate that
3: if you can get in their head, if you can force them into those half-court half court sets, if you're Villanova and you do stop them from running, you got a shot. They're going to be, yeah. look, it's going to be a team that's going to be absolutely dead come final, because at Gillespie and they're all going to play the whole entire game. They've got so to play. Just, just they no
4: got to rest on the time. And the timeouts, I don't know if they're longer in the Final Four or how much you get. You get the under-16-minute timeouts, so you're going to get TV timeouts that are going to help you a little bit, but you're going to have to keep going. And if this thing's running, I mean, you're running the marathon and you can't keep track of it. You're not going to be able to stay. You know, you can't let them set the pace. You've got to set the totally
3: pace. Totally agree. And and Nova and Jay Wright's teams have always done a great job preventing, you know, penetration, stopping teams from getting out in transition. And that's just going to be that's going to be the key here. We still have it listed as four and a half, but most books down to four little love coming in. Well, it'll be fascinating to see. That's Jay
4: Wright. Love. That's Jay Wright. Love. Yeah, I agree. Wright Love.
3: It'll be interesting it, to see uh, what happens uh, tomorrow as we're sitting here. Uh, I'll be fascinated. I mean, to, to me, I think
4: I would take – I'm going to take the – I don't know. I, I'll decide tomorrow. But, I, I mean, to me, four seems like a lot.
3: So, you're leaning Nova as we sit.
4: What What's the vibe in – you
3: know, you're in that kind of Villanova territory. What's the yeah. vibe there right now?
4: You know, I watched, I watched, I've been watching the local news every night because I want to, to be seeing what, they're, what because they're interviewing Jay Wright every day. And, and, and looking at his body language, looking at his, his – it's more about what he looks like, how he's handling it. Uh, I think he, he gives me the sense of confidence. i got to be honest. I mean, it's never about what they say. It's about how they say it. And I get the sense that he feels like, look, we know this team, even though we've not played them. We've watched Creighton, we've watched Providence play them. Now they know us because they have played some of our opponents. But I think he'll have a good game plan, and I don't think the game will be. One thing about these kids in, in Villanova, the game ain't too big for them. I mean, Gillespie's out there trying, even though he wouldn't get much done. The game won't be too big for them. They'll keep competing. In, they just can't. They got to play their pace. Who's better to play their pace than Villanova?
3: Gillespie and Samuels were what? Freshman in eighteen when they won a championship, so they saw it yep. didn't play. But, by, by the way, you saying Jay Wright's doing interviews? My thirteen-year-old nephew has a podcast about video games. I think Jay Wright's going to be on that podcast today. He will do any interview that's asked of him, <laughs> and there is no nice man, great nice man, man. So behind the scenes too. Just always everybody says great things about him, but yeah, he will definitely say yes to an interview. He'll get he'll get out there for Villanova. He does a good job. We continue with the NFL next here at Lombardi Line.
6: <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: You're listening to the Lombardi line on PCN, featuring
0: former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Once again, here's Patrick Maher.
3: Okay, our digital, all-digital MLB guide at vsun.com is available now. Adam Burke has futures, team previews, and best bets for all 30 teams. did a great job with this. It re- really has. Get everything you need to bet baseball this season, 24-7 video streaming, daily best bet emails, including advice, data, and strategy for $19. Now, I, br- I brought this up yesterday because for $19, bucks, you're not just going to get the Major League Baseball Preview Guide. You're going to get the Master's Guide, which we just talked to Wes about, NFL Draft Guide, vsun.com slash spring. I mean, it's unbelievable. And while you're over there, read Michael's article about Bruce Arians. So, again, check it out. vison.com slash spring. I know you are. I'm you're, on you're it. You're all over I'm quick, on it. Quick. I
4: need that baseball, guide. You know, I got to get my, gotta my glove over here. I got it oiled up a little bit. I got to loosen it up. You know, I'm ready for baseball. Mister, Mister, You got your catchers. Mate. I'm going to keep count. You know, last year I was doing good, but I never kept score like I do in football. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep track.
3: Can I just quickly, the Dodgers, who lost Kenley Jansen, legendary closer for them, have added a trick. Uh, You don't see these just kind of straight-up one-for-one trades very often, but the White Sox have sent uh, Craig Kimbrell to the Dodgers, so they've got their closer. A.J. Pollock going back the other way. No money involved, so just a straight-up one-for-one. Two two guys above average, big leaguers. So the Dodgers get their closer, and Kimbrell was an all-star last year. Pollock never really settled in in the outfield there with the Dodgers, and that also opens up a spot not to get geeky about the Dodgers with Gavin Lux. Um, What's their win total? What's the Dodgers' win total? It's, I'll, I'll give it to you right now. What it's it's gonna be? It's maybe the best lineup I've ever seen in my life. It, I yeah, mean, I was adding just Freddie. Say, now
4: that they got their closer, did it and Freddie Freeman?
3: I mean, think about that. They added Freddie Freeman. Yeah, He's gonna be an I mean, all. He's gonna be a Hall of Famer if he puts together five more good ones. Uh, I'll give you the number on them right now. The pro. Let's see futures on the Dodgers. My assumption before I was looking. My assumption is it's gonna be close to ninety eight. Uh, let's see, Dodgers are, Michael, yeah, you did have a good run yesterday, last year. Yeah, 98. 98's the number mm. on the Dodgers. 120, got to lay a little juice if you're going over.
4: Remember, their total last year was like one over and a half. Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. It was over 100. So, like, I think to me, I can't, especially with them getting a closer now, I can't imagine that they're not going to come close to that hundred number. What I what I would
3: tell new betters, and I love betting baseball. Weather is super important, of course. When it gets a, a dead ball, when it's cold, obviously you understand that. But I always talk about specialization when it comes to baseball, Michael, because the bullpens are so up and down, and such. It's such a slog to kind of keep up with them. Like for example, pick the AL Central. Just focus on a division, and so you get used to the rotations. You get used to the managerial decisions. You get used to how teams are playing. When it's at 162, like baseball is, these teams go through very repetitive kind of grooves, and you can get a feel when you specialize. When you're all over the board looking day after day, it can be a little intimidating. So for new betters, pick a division, have some fun this year, and get used to the teams in the division and try to, like, specialize. I think that's a strategy that's, I think that's
4: worked for plenty. That, that, that work, that strategy is exactly how you approach it. NFL draft you don't it can be overwhelming and you can't pick a player or start working on a draft okay I'm going to look at the offensive lineman okay and you start there you have to start in the conferences you have to say okay I'm going to start study the southeast conference Mm -hmm. and then the the conference leads you to the players because you want to be able to balance the level this is what you're saying too you want to be able to look at the divisions in baseball to compare and then go to the next division you spend time within the division it's really the best way to scout it's the best way to understand the entire league if you're doing college football you know and you're doing announcing in college football you you need to not just randomly pick a team you've got to study the conference so that you know all the players within the conference, so you know the matchups, and then you can really evaluate the players. So that's kind of how I always approach college you know, in terms of working on drafts, and I think it's the same thing in terms of working on baseball.
3: Well, well put. And the the guide with Burke, he did such a good job. One thing to understand for new betters in baseball, the volatility year-to-year of a bullpen. A bullpen that thrives last year, this year can be a complete disaster. That's just the volatility. of bull- And bullpen's at such a premium uh, with the way pitchers are used these days, which makes the old heads frustrated, but something to keep an eye on. Don't buy into the bullpen numbers from last year as the Dodgers. what's
4: your uh now that we've on this guide and we want everybody to buy the guy, which I think is awesome, uh uh, do you have a a secret, double secret, under the cuff uh masters pick? Masters? You know what's so so interesting, you know what's so
3: interesting about do you remember like in his heyday, Tiger was winning fifty percent of tournaments he entered. Think about that. Mm -hmm. Now that is, like, if you put that in context, we'll never see anything like what what we saw with your boy Eldridge. Now, I'll pull up the numbers on the Masters right now and give you an idea of where we sit. Uh, PGA, let's go Futures on – I always go Masters. I always go Spieth. But Scheffler – who is number one in the world right now, which is fascinating. With Scotty Scheffler being number one in the world to be is this hilarious. Uh, He's 12 to one. Your betting favorite. John Rahm behind him, uh, 13 to one. And then you go Cam Smith, 14 to one. Morikawa, so good uh, with the irons, 14 to one. Thomas at 16 to one, a guy that frustrates me. Kepka 16 to one as well. I'll go 17 to one on my guy, Jordan Spieth. And that is just, it's an auto fire. If he putts, I mean, if he putts, I mean, I like
4: like Kepka. I like, to me, he's got to win. His game is perfect for this course, isn't it? Kepka,
3: absolutely. Well, I'll give you the guy that you just said. And a guy, again, to round out the career grand slam. And that's Rory. Rory's sitting 18 to 1. The reason this is good for Rory is the conversation about Tiger has dissipated the conversation about the pressure on Rory to finally win a Masters. Yeah. Rory doesn't work well with pressure, and we've seen that. He's fallen apart. Not Greg Norman falling apart, but he has fallen apart late. Yeah, we've and, seen it. And he's, but he has played well at Augusta. So 18 yeah. to 1 on Rory with the sweetest swing I've ever seen. To me, that's not terrible.
4: No, it's not. I mean, Capkett seventeen to one's not terrible either. Justin Thomas has got to win one of these. I mean, it's one of these guys that's got to come through here. The thing about when when you when you when you hit the wall at Augusta, that you don't you don't see him anymore. I mean, you know, remember when Fowler was was shanking him into the uh, all over the place, you know, and when he not Fowler, I mean when Rory was on the back. I still remember on the back not on the back on the second nine, excuse me. And Then he on ten, he shanked it all the way over into the into the trees. It was like the last time we ever saw him. So yeah. I think this, though, I think this is the greatest journey today, starting today. I think these next 10 days or two weeks, actually to 15 days, are, are priceless. And I think there really should be a book. I think somebody should follow, and I'll volunteer, it. but I think it should be Wright Thompson, the great writer from ESPN.com. But somebody should follow Nance around and live with him as he goes through this tournament today, tomorrow calls the finals, gives his tie away on Monday night. Nobody sees it because we're all sleeping. And then goes down on the Tuesday to the pre-tournament down to Augusta and then all the way through till he gives the green jacket away. I mean, those can't – can there be 10, 12 better days of sports than that?
3: No, there can't be. I I would totally agree with you. By the way – That's a book. It it is. And I don't know if there's – there's not too many writers living right now in that genre that do it better than Wright-Thompson.
4: No, he's tremendous at it. I mean, I'd read his laundry list if he if he published it online. I mean, it's tremendous the way he writes. It. The the article he wrote about uh the 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 soccer player who I'm sure you know, it's a brilliant column about the the guy who got into the accident, uh, not an accident, had knee surgery and they they left him a paraplegic. They le- they basically oh, let yeah. him to yeah, It was an incredible story about his wife of 35 years staying by his side, nursing him the whole time while he was alive. Incredible, incredible story that you can read on ESPN.com. Yeah, but right that's Thompson. what but this this is exactly what I think uh, those are the to me, this we're entering into as we the first day of April, we're entering into that zone. I see a Stephen Bond. We're entering in that zone. So. Morikawa,
3: just because T green, he's so good and the world's number two, but his putting has been inconsistent. Uh, that's the one you have to putt at Augusta. You, we all know this. I would say Cam Smith at 16 to one. Uh, good value. Also, how about last year's champ Hideki? You think he's getting respected? Hideki? He's not respected. Yeah, no. he's, it's,
4: it's 28. He's 28 to one right now. I know, but you know, wearing that green jacket and yeah. having the dinner, having all that pressure and attention did. on you—that could wear on you. Now, that could be a little tough. Pardon me, I didn't. Would you like that... to be invited to that dinner just once? Like, would you just like to Well, the, to be well, at the that question dinner is you'd
3: have to have Coosh put together your your for, <laughs> he would set the, the meal perfectly. <laughs> it would be ideally.
4: I <laughs> <laughs>
3: you'd have to have Coosh. You read my mind, Patrick. You'd have to have Coosh put it together. Um, I'm just I, I just do Jordan every time. Uh, Cam Smith is. Right now, let's put, let's put our name on it. You're gonna go, you're, I'm gonna go Speth and Smith. You're gonna go, I think you want Rory in the mix. How about DJ at 18 to 1 as well?
4: I, I love DJ. I, I love Kapka too. I really love Kapka. Look, this is, this is what Kapka man.
3: does. Kapka pulls himself together for the majors. We haven't talked about Chambly. We haven't even talked about Big Boy. <laughs> I can't believe. I still can't believe Scotty Scheffler at 25 is your world number one. That that it's amazing, isn't it it? it? it really is amazing because the guys that we expected, you know, DJ and Justin Thomas and uh, Jordan Speed, they just. It's, they haven't done what we expected them at this point to do.
4: Great players, because they, they ha- were comparing them all to Tiger. That's exactly Tiger right. Tiger made it impossible for everybody. He's so great. It's, he's so great that nobody can meet the standard of excellence that he's achieved. It's just impossible, and everybody pales in comparison. That's the problem. He's so great.
3: He, books were offering even money on him back in the day in his prime in, in majors. That is insanity. We continue. Josh is next.
0: Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think. Love he's going to guard. He do not care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics. He's going to guard. And then on Love top of it.
4: like that,
6: see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Casella Point Game. I remember you came in my room crying tears. <laughs> I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember
2: what so. I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it?
3: Okay, ExpressBet, first bet wants you to get in on all the horse racing action. Sign up today with the promo code Vegas1000 and receive $10 instantly and up to a $1,000 bonus. You see it right there, Vegas1000. Use that code over at ExpressBet. We welcome you back. The These April Fool's bombs, you got to be careful. you, know,
4: you got to be really careful. Just You should stay off Twitter today. You're just going to make a mistake. Colin Kaepernick has you signed know. a
3: three year deal with the Patriots, in case you're wondering. <laughs>
4: Yeah, I mean, they just all it's all
3: you know, it's all novelist. It's all that Uh, LeBron James, as we welcome in our buddy, Josh Applebaum traded to Philly. No, LeBron James said he shut it down for the rest of the year. April Fool's. Mm -hmm. So this is Uh fun. It's a really it's it's, it's highbrow. It's sophisticated. It's good. It's good to go. Speaking of highbrow and sophisticated, we say Josh Applebaum. We say hi. Do you do April Fool
5: shtick or no? Uh, so Patrick, Michael, great to be with you this Friday. I do not. I'm right there with you guys. This is one of the most annoying days on Twitter. I woke up and saw Julian Edelman post. I'm signing with Tampa Bay, Ugh. you know, a little checkmark asterisk, April Fool's. So we get it. It's April Fool's. You're trying to get everyone to laugh. And, you know, but save your jokes for another time. Like, to me, it, it's a, the shtick is over. I, it's all, it's I,
3: too much. Tonight. I know Michael loves Edelman, but if i put money on who i thought was going to be the first person to put out an april fool's joke it would have been julian edelman that's
4: just yeah i mean he's because he's it's so believable right it is so believable that you don't even realize it's april 1st you say god darn that brady got another one again
3: (laughs) he's so, so stupid uh josh how are we feeling great game in the nit last night actually
5: Oh, yeah, that was a great one, guys. And, you know, really what scared me is, you know, I was on Xavier in the points there, and this is kind of a situation where I got beat by the closing line. I took the plus four and a half with Xavier. It creeps up to five late, and you saw that late movement again. Go to Texas A&M. Obviously, Xavier gets it done. A lot of things we talked about on yesterday's show, uh, you know, Texas A&M, not great free throw shooting. They turn the ball over. Not a great defensive rebounding team. Xavier got it done. But I think from a betting angle, you know, you see this all the time, guys. We all want to beat the closing line. You get a four and a half. You're open. It stays there or falls. But when it gets to, when it gets to five or the line goes the other way, you know you'll talk to different betters. They'll give you different takes on this. To me, I just stick with my original bet. I don't want to bet the other side. I don't want to hedge out of it. You know, I don't want put to put myself in a position where maybe I turn one loss into two. So again, got got a little lucky there. The late movement A and scared me, but sticking with your original bet, I've always been a proponent of that, and it came through yesterday with Xavier.
4: I know. I guarantee you laid a. That ball went in and out, though. That, that last shot went in and out. And it That did. bank shot that kid hit to win the game. Wow, that was uh, you know that was a, a an interesting shot. But jo- I think Josh hit the nail on the head. I mean, A uh, and M just missed their free throws down the stretch. They had a one and one they didn't convert. They missed another. I mean, they had a chance to win that game. Great run by A and M. Great run by Xavier. I mean, both these teams I thought were really representative of quality basketball teams that certainly at this level.
3: Yeah, I agree. The just as an aside, Josh always talks about the favorites on the ice in the NHL. How about Boston? If you laid a price yesterday with the Bruins, you were okay because they beat the Devils eight to one. <laughs> Did you lay it?
5: Uh, so I did lay it, Patrick, and this was, again, there was actually some movement bringing it back down to uh, to Boston a little bit. You had some, you know, uh, devil's money come in there. But you kind of look at the rest first tired. You look at some of these teams, too, are coming off a really bad loss. Like the Bruins, you know, got rolled there by the Leafs a little bit earlier. It was 6-4, to four, but they're really never in it. So kind of a proud team like that in a bounce-back spot, end up cashing. I would say tonight, Patrick, if you want to sweat a game with me, look at the Rangers. The Rangers at home against the Islanders. They're hot. Islanders. The Rangers are hot. The Isles are tired here. You've seen the Rangers get steamed up around minus 160 to minus 170. And to your point with these favorites, Patrick, uh, home favorites with a line move in their favor. 68% this year. Your ROI of around 6% and a favorite against a team on a back-to-back. Which would apply here with the Islanders playing last night? Seventy-one percent, ten percent ROI. So, Michael, what do you think? Rangers no, don't Let's don't don't
3: do it. that to him. Don't put him on the spot with the <laughs> hockey. How dare you? The only the Blackhawks. Yeah. I, I was just wondering if you if you laid the two forty. The oh, okay, Josh, Michael, and I were just discussing. So, Pollock coming to the White Sox. They move Kimbrell to the Dodgers. The Dodgers needed a closer after Jensen left for Atlanta. But I bring it up because you've got a future play there in the AL Central on the White Sox.
5: Yeah, so what I've been doing, and can't wait, you know, to talk uh, White Sox since a lefty day, which we did a great job on Lombardi line last year. But you know, I like to make a few futures bets, win totals, division bets. Uh, kind of gives you a rooting interest throughout the year, something to kind of keep you, you know, intrigued all season long. But I really look on, at these low bets, higher dollar discrepancy plays. So I didn't play the White Sox over win total, but I did play them minus 200 to win their division. And according to BetMGM, we got a new batch of data today. Uh, what I'm looking for is low bets, higher dollars, and a line move toward a team. So the White Sox, uh, they are getting across the market uh only like 12 percent of bets to win their division but it accounts for 44 percent of the money so that's a really good low bet, high dollar split obviously they had a great year last year 93 and 69 really ran away uh with the division uh you would think yeah you know probably um you know the uh who is it the not the tigers um but the uh who am i who am i thinking of, you're thinking um, of the kansas city no you're thinking
3: well, the guardians are you thinking of kansas something. city or the twins
5: That's screwing me up. I'm actually thinking of the Twins. Appreciate that, Patrick. But they get Correa. You bring in uh, Sonny Gray. But I still think based on their percentage, you know, they're plus 1,000 to win that division. You're pretty far off or 500. I think it's a down division. White Sox really have a great lineup here. It was kind of a luxury play. You signed Kendall Graveman. You still have Hendricks. You trade away Kimbrough, who I thought was really good in your back end. Bring in A.J. Pollock, who can D.H. and hit 30 home runs. Give me the White Sox to win their division this year. There it is.
3: There it is. We'll get Mr. Baseball ready to go. By the way, seven and a half to one on the Tigers. I think Torkelson and Riley Green, the two youngsters, are going to come north with the team and make the opening day roster. Which I, and I, I think the Tigers could surprise. Now,
4: you're. You I love optimism out of you, out of Detroit. <laughs> <That's always laughs> thank you. Good. Thank you. Hey. <laughs> by the way, b-
3: and speaking of uh, Detroit. I do have yes. I do have good news, and this is breaking yes. right now, so I can break it. Uh, Kyler Murray has been traded to the Detroit Lions. Hey, losers yeah. on Twitter,
4: <laughs> just log off. You uh, freaking weird. So it's not fun.
3: there's nothing funny. It's not interesting. No, so.
4: it's not 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 when it's your profession, you know. I mean, but that's why you got to avoid Twitter today at all costs. I mean, or Instagram for that matter. Kyler's gonna look, look good make... in the
3: Honolulu blue and silver. Yeah. <laughs> the... Oh, screw yourselves, uh, Twitter. Mm. The uh, quick uh, we're, You're not going to be with us tomorrow. So why don't we get your final four take here, Josh. And we've got Kansas. That number dipped. It was four and a half. It's now come back down to
5: four. You got to play there. Yeah, I do have a play. I'm really happy about this move, guys. I jumped on Villanova getting four and a half a little bit earlier this week. Remember, we had an early move here to Kansas. Kansas open minus three and a half. They get bet bet up immediately to minus four and a half. Big reason for that, obviously, was the Moore injury. One of the best players for Nova out for the year with the Achilles tear. Uh, And again, maybe that three and a half was a little bit soft. But then we got up to four and a half. And what really is, you know, kind of uh, the story of this line to me, guys, is Kansas being a really overwhelmingly popular play. They're getting almost 70% of bets at BetMGM. And I was thinking, hey, 3.5 to 4.5, does it get to 5? You know, I was surprised A&M got to 5 last night. But I was reading the juice and saying, hey, Nova at 4.5 may be your best number. May creep back down to 4. That's exactly what we've seen. So I think with Nova, you're banking on the great coaching of Jay Wright, the best free throw shooting team what is it in the history of basketball, or at least in the recent memory, they make all their free throws. And again, something someone told me a long time ago, you want to buy on bad news, sell on good news. So I think the narrative all week of, Hey, no more Nova's got no shot. Kansas looks like they're going to be, you know, uh, you know, a big team here to win the whole thing. You can kind of bet against that go contrarian. And this late four and a half down to four is really, really meaningful guys tells me that even though we were kind of in that no man's land at four for quite a few days, we're getting closer. All the games are tomorrow. The four and a half got scooped up by some respected money, back down to four. So, again, I'm holding the four and a half, feeling good about it with with uh, Nova.
4: Yeah, I mean, it is uh, yeah, investing.
5: I, Go ahead, Michael, please.
4: I mean, I think a lot of this is, is I think that there is a perception on the second half of Kansas, the way they dominated Miami, fueled the early fire uh, of the bets. And and certainly, if you liked Villanova, you jumped on it like you did, Josh. But I think as time comes down to reality, I think as people start to analyze the game and the way that Villanova played Creighton, the way that Villanova played Providence, the way Kansas played both teams, you get the sense this could be a final five-minute game, and, and it could be a bucket here and a bucket there, which if you're going to get four and a half, it makes it even a lot better. I want to reframe
3: what you just said, Josh, because it's important remember sports betting is investing it is market-based jimmy buffett what does he say all the time when the market's fearful that's when you buy and that's exactly what you're talking about here with villanova it's it's a i think we always have to reframe that that this is a market north carolina duke uh thoughts duke's lane four
5: so I think this is a game, guys, where I'm going to wait until tomorrow to bet this thing. It looks like the odds makers kind of set a perfect number. This has been stagnant, has not moved at all for going on three or four days now at this point. So, you know, books open up most of them around Duke minus four. There were some halfs out there briefly that got hit by a little UNC hook money, bringing it back down to four. But it really has not budged off of four for literally, you know, three or four days at this point. The total really hasn't moved either. Uh, So, again, you're seeing this late movement back to Nova. This thing hasn't moved at all. It opened around, you know, 150 and a half, 151, kind of stayed where it's at. Some books did tick up about a half point here. Uh, According to BetMGM, 59% of bets, 74% of money is on North Carolina. So I'm leaning North Carolina, but because this is your late game tomorrow and really all your public betting is going to come in, you know, day of, uh, I want to see a similar thing to Nova, I want to see that UNC plus four get juiced up like it's going down to three and a half. If I can see that, I'll jump on the four here. Uh, to me, it's it's a play that you're going to wait on game day, uh, you know, kind of against the way you're maybe betting on Nova a little bit earlier this week. Okay, Josh, great job. Market Insights
3: pod, betting across America. Remember, all the podcasts, I get asked this incessantly, where, where can we find the podcast? You can find them all at v-son.com. We Every show is there and archived. You can get over there and get GM Shuffle now as well. You get it there? Absolutely. That's where you can find it. Josh, thank you. Enjoy your day, buddy. Appreciate it. Thanks, Josh. Appreciate it, guys. Good luck. Have a good Friday with your IPAs. Get lit. We continue right here at Lombardi Lines. and Esports Betting Network.
6: to
4: the Lombardi line on V-CEN featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi
0: now once again here's Patrick
3: Maher okay you have a credit card you get points loyalty program well BetMGM's doing it for you redeemable for online bonuses also use them at MGM resorts nationwide so again anytime you're making a bet through betmgm.com or on the app you're going to get points which is super smart it's great loyalty program exclusive offers again you got to be 21 years or older 1-800-GAMBLER if you do have an issue Michael Lombardi, I, I was reminded uh, by our fearless leader, John Goulet, during the break yes. that when talking about Warren Buffett, I mentioned Jimmy Buffett yeah. as a financial advisor. Okay. They, both, will say they both this. have a lot
4: of wealth. They both have great wealth. They're both sharp with money, too. I mean, you can't, you can't, uh, you can't deny that. And
3: Jimmy Buffett, he is a legit, kind of like you with the 76ers, he's a legit Heat fan. He's had season yeah. tickets forever and kind of like you as a second career. I was just telling the boys in studio, did you know Jimmy Buffett's like a very celebrated author?
4: Oh, yeah. I read, a lot. I read all his books. I mean, I, I've got a couple here in, in this office. Uh, yeah, he's really a good writer. He took, uh, wrote Margaritaville, the Broadway play. He's a really good writer, interesting, a novelist. Uh, you know, in, in a song called Schoolboy Heart, he talks about he has a novelist eye, which I think he really does. He's kind of a creative guy.
3: Sad part about going to a Jimmy Buffett, excuse me, Buffett concert is you can't find a cocktail anywhere. You know what I mean? (laughs) That's the drunkest I've ever seen people is when I went to a Buffett Uh, concert. I
4: took my my two kids to one when I think Matthew was like three years old. I mean, I get him started early. (laughs) Yeah, it was a baby Parrothead. Yeah, he was. It was awesome. Uh, News,
3: Michael Lombardi. Last six days before the start of the 86th Masters, defending champ Hideki Matsuyama has pulled out of the Valero. So he's got a neck issue. So we were just talking Mm. about Matsuyama and uh, at 28 to one on the board. The question is, will he be participating in the 86 Masters? Because he just pulled out of the Valero in Texas. That news coming down right now. So but Mickelson's not playing either. Correct? No, he's not. not Mickelson may not be playing for the rest of the year.
4: Yeah, it sounds like it's a lot of stuff going
3: on there. <laughs> there's so. a, and speaking of which, I heard there's a book coming out. Remember, we've got the exclusive conversation between Brent and the GOAT, of course, Billy Walters. Walters is writing a book. And oh, wow. And in it, I believe there's going to be some Philip details. You know, Phil Ooh. considers himself a handicapper when it comes to the NFL. Mm-hmm. Phil considers himself a lot of things. Just ask him. But one thing mm-hmm. that he does consider himself is a very sharp NFL better. Um, mm-hmm. So I'll be very curious to see if there are details uh, about Phil and his penchant for NFL betting in there. So he is. I no. wonder
4: how he does it, if he handicaps it. I mean, that's what I got. Once I finish writing the book, I've got to go back and revise my my uh, power rankings, which, you know, hopefully I can put them out every week on VEASAN.com and kind of have a way to really kind of see it. I also want to develop a – because I've really been bothered by the in recent weeks, you know, when with all these – with the quarterback volatility in the marketplace, yeah. you know, and, and uh, you know, ESPN does the QBR ratings, which, you know, kind of sheds – it takes into account a lot of different things. But to me, you know, when Carson Wentz is the ninth best QBR rating quarterback in the league – and Russell Wilson's 10 you know and and both did not have good seasons to me there's something about something doesn't that add that I up don't there think is, yeah I, I think there's got to be a way to really we can it's not it's not the old you know quarterback rating system because if you could throw a touchdown pass you know that's what chad pennington had such great success i mean he used to throw those 1 yard touchdown passes that his quarterback rating was so high you know, I think there has to be a separation. And certainly you've got to account into the player movement, which I think this QBR does. They add value to running and being able to move and avoiding sacks and all that. But to me, when Wentz is your ninth-best quarterback, you know, then something and, – and the way he played, something's wrong. Ahead of Joe Burrow. I mean, think about it. Wentz is nine. Joe Burrow was 12. Yeah, that's that doesn't add up.
3: By the way, Pennington was an answer to – one of the questions we were talking about the quarterbacks in the draft yesterday. Wasn't yep. he
4: what's what's the nugget? you draw? He was he was one of two quarterbacks that, that there's only been two drafts since 2000, uh, 21 drafts that have had one quarterback drafted. Every draft has had a quarterback drafted and uh, one quarterback uh, one year in 2000. Pennington went. To the Jets. And then in 2013, E.J. Manuel went. And then there's been a bunch of two quarterback drafts. But I, I, this morning, I was writing about Leroy Selman, and it was a fascinating story about Ron Wolf, the great personnel director for the, the Green, general manager of the Green Bay Packers. And Wolf had the first pick overall in the 76 draft. And in that draft, the 76 draft, it was categorized as one of the worst quarterback drafts ever. Richard Todd was the only quarterback in the draft. And Todd ran the wishbone. Alabama. He threw 17 career touchdown passes, seven interceptions. So he was running the wishbone the whole his whole three year career as a starter, and he really wasn't the best player in the quarterback in that draft. But you, but Wolf's starting an expansion team. He decides there's no way that I can justify this. I'll take Leroy Selman and I think that's the same position the Carolina Panthers are in. There's no way they can justify the sixth pick in the draft that somebody's as good. I don't care what their GM's saying because. You know, yeah, the Jets took Richard Todd in the first round at the seven pick overall. He didn't play. There's so many quarterbacks that play less than 80 games. Of the 65 that have been drafted in the first round, you know, more than half play less than 60, 80 games, which is five seasons.
3: The debate's... Are on, I mean, we debated Peyton Manning and Ryan Leaf. Like, to, people were fighting, sc- clawing and scrapping over one well, another, it, over opinions. It's the an debates. arena
4: where very few people really can evaluate the quarterback. And and if, if you don't have a, an instrument to use, like QBR or, you know, Aikman has his rating, which, you know, like, then then you become. But at some point, you've got to understand how to evaluate a quarterback and what really – what you can see. I mean, give Ted Thompson, the great – the former general manager of the Packers, the vision he saw with Aaron Rodgers, the ability to see Aaron Rodgers at Cal—not that he wasn't a good player at Cal, he was—but the player that he became at Green Bay is way different than the player we saw at Cal. Well, it
3: worked once, so then they tried to do it again with Jordan Love, and that's the issue yeah, that they find it didn't themselves.
4: In. But you know, Jordan Love can't really control the football. I mean, one of the things when I, I just wrote Rodgers up this morning too, Rodgers' ability to to throw the football with with Unbelievable accuracy. I mean, you just watch reels and reels of tape of him, and the ball, the location of the football is beyond uh, reproach. I mean, it's just exactly and how he does it. I mean, it, it's just it's truly a remarkable trait that he has. It's, it's a rare thing. I mean, a lot of these great quarterbacks can throw it with that accuracy. I'm not sure you'd want to have a dart contest with Aaron Rodgers.
3: No, I'm not sure you would want to be in a room with Aaron Rodgers and Phil Nicholson <laughs> at the same time because you'd never get a word in. There's two names for you. Yeah, you might not. <laughs> hey, quickly, just a couple things on the market tonight in the association. Yep. It's still the Lakers, it flipped. Remember, they open a point-and-a-half favorite. Pelicans, who beat the Lakers on Sunday, are a point-and-a-half favorite. I, what's interesting to me is LeBron has been upgraded to a toss up where it was unlikely before. Anthony Davis is likely to play tonight. So that's a surprise move where you're sitting yep. now with the Pelicans' favorite because this is a must win spot for the Lakers tonight.
4: No doubt. And, you know, the, the pressure's on them. I, I suspect, uh, you know, I, I think the Lakers will win tonight. I think they'll certainly I'd be surprised if they didn't, you know, especially with Anthony Davis coming back. No LeBron. The game that strikes me is this Phoenix Suns Memphis Grizzly game. Do not play this game unless you really know who's going to play tonight, because this line shifted from Phoenix being a two point favorite to they're now seven, seven and a half in some shops that that kind of line movement isn't become some some better played it and they'll move the line that's that that's not that's because somebody's not going to play that the book knows and we don't. So don't fall prey to that. You know, the other you know, it's like tonight the Mavericks are hosting the Wizards. They're an eight point. That went from eight and a half. It's down to eight. Toronto is is, is in Orlando, and I think Toronto's going to keep winning. They're a nine and a half point favorite at open, and it went right to 11 and a half. I think people are on this Toronto team as they come down the stretch.
3: Good matchup in Denver tonight as well. Minnesota, who's lost yeah. four of five, and they're seventh in the West. They're three back of the Nuggets. The Nuggets, who are sitting six. Uh, they're two back of the four seed the Mavs they've won four of five this is the fourth and final meeting between Minnesota and Denver Minnesota actually holds a 2-1 edge this year in yeah, the series don't fall asleep
4: on Minnesota I know they've lost three in a row but don't fall asleep on them I mean you know they can score the basketball they're, they're you know they average 115.2 points a night you know and I, I know they haven't played well and they struggle against Denver they're 2-8 and eight against Denver but they're 6-4 against the spread that's something to keep in mind
3: and uh any positivity for doc rivers on the way out or are you just I have none. Okay. I have none to offer. I can't. I mean,
4: you know, look it, it, it's just the way it is. It is what it is. You know, it's this, the team doesn't get better. It's happened last year. It's going to happen this year. It's going to continue to happen. And once I get back in, you know, it, it, they lure me back in under the pretense. And then I'm just get disappointed. I don't know why I set myself up for this. It's very disturbing, Patrick. Doc Rivers, the but pres- I appreciate your counseling. No, I, I appreciate you helping me. I'm always here for you, bro. The
3: prescription, for Do- the prescription for Harden from the doctor last night was throwing him under the bus for some reason.
4: That was really great. Well, Brought I not he really appreciated
3: script. that. Yeah. I'm sure. Harden yeah. will take well to that. He seems like the type sure of guy that
4: won't, won't stew yeah. on that type of thing. Do you think he called Mori after the game to let him know he didn't like that? Mori probably did. couldn't hear
3: him because he was in a strip club. Wait, you got to <laughs> speak up James! You know what? Final four tomorrow will have it. Can't we'll, wait, I'll, Patrick. I'll be curious we here. to see which way that number goes with
4: Villanova. Yeah, me too. I think it's coming to Villanova. Okay, Get we'll it now you.
3: if you like them. See you tomorrow morning, Michael. Thanks, Patrick. Odds On is next. This is v Sin, the Esports Betting Network.